Hey guys, it's Peter and Mary, and welcome to the Living with Hope podcast, a weekly conversation where we dig into God's word and explore what it means to live with hope in Jesus. Today, I thought it would be a really interesting conversation to talk about the benefits of reading and reading again. Okay, tell us about that. Okay, so this very Bible, I believe, no, I think I might be wrong about that. I think I had a different Bible, but it doesn't matter. A Bible is a Bible. Yeah. We were on July of 2005, the summer of love. We were on this missions trip. Okay. And do you know what scripture I read and reread every single day? No. You'll know it when I say it. Okay. Romans 12. Romans 12. Ah, I do remember that. You were reading Romans 12 over and over. Over and over and over. And I think part of it was I felt a desire to be in God's word, but then I didn't necessarily know what I should or wanted to read. Mm -hmm. Now, we were like planning our Bible lessons and everything, but this was like aside from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found myself in Romans 12, and I remember reading it and rereading it, and I started to learn the benefits of reading and rereading something. And later in life, I also learned it's super beneficial to listen and re-listen and listen again, like to, we used to have the Bible on CDs and now it's. Yeah. On our phones and pretty yeah. much Google it and you can listen to it. Yeah. And you've been listening to it on your walks in the morning. Yeah. I've been using an app that has an audio Bible that puts it with music. And every morning I listen to four chapters as I walk with Ollie. And what do you find are the benefits of listening while you walk? You know, one of the things that as we talk about reading God's word and part of our intro to the podcast is digging into God's word. Part of that is reading requires interpretation. Um, As we (laughs) read it, we're putting words together. I mean, that's kind of like the basics of what reading is. It's putting letters together into words and words together into sentences and sentences into paragraphs and paragraphs into longer uh, forms of stories or letters or whatever genre of the Bible we're reading. And one of the things that's just amazing about listening. I've, I I can't say that I've done a whole lot of listening to the Bible before this year, but on our morning walks, I'm listening and even hearing somebody put the words into sentences in their voice instead of the voice that goes through my head when I'm reading is like, it sometimes causes me to focus on something that by my own personality and reading style wouldn't pick up on. And so I'm hearing new things that I'm like, wait, I've read that passage, but now that I'm hearing it, it's really powerful. And I also think not only reading, rereading, and listening, and re-listening in just like a short time period, whether that's I read Romans 12 in the morning and then I read it again at night, you know, like reading and rereading that day, or within a month, but but even years later, going back and revisiting these passages that 
were impactful to you at different times of your life. Yeah. I notice how it's impactful in different ways. So just as like listening to another person reading it, you kind of pick up on different emphasis and yeah. that sort of thing in your own heart as well when you read and reread stuff. Um, I remember reading through First Peter many years ago when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was reading through it, you know, it's talking about shepherding God's, the flock of God. And at that time when I was reading it, I was a teacher at a small like cr- Christian day camp. And it just felt really impactful to me. Like, oh my goodness, I've got this little flock of kids that I'm entrusted with each day to teach them about God's word and just the impact of that. And I think the Romans 12 passage, again, I go back to that. Um, That has been super just powerful um, in so many ways. Well, there's just, I think part of that process of reading and rereading is part of how we meditate on God's word. Um, there's a there's a really helpful illustration that the I think the Navigators. It's an organization, great ministry focused on discipleship. But they talk about uh, you know five ways that we um, kind of uh, consume. Consume. God. I was going to use that word. Yeah, consume God's word or dig into God's word. And the first is uh, listening. You know, we, we hear a sermon, we hear a podcast and you hear somebody talking about Romans 12 or, um, you, you hear it. Um, and listening is like a great first thing. And so the illustration kind of walks through the, the fingers of your hand. We listen. And then the second way is we read it and then, um, we study it, we memorize it. And, the thumb of the illustration is meditating on it. And the idea is the thumb touches each of those fingers. And so like part of meditating on God's word is listening to it. Part of meditating on God's word is reading it. Part of it is studying it, looking at the context and the grammatical features <clears throat> and the um, history and all that goes into that <clears throat> and then memorizing it. And that's part of like reading and reading. It, it yeah. starts to kind of sink into your heart. And what happens as we go through that process, um, we, God's word, like Psalm 119 says, becomes hidden in our heart and it, and it surfaces from time to time. And like, there's times where I know for you, like Romans 12, that, you know, 15 years ago, you were reading over and over and over again, elements of that come back to your mind. Yeah, definitely. I was just looking through and a couple of, there's a few different sections in this. Um, It talks about, wait, where is that part? Yeah, the one who exhorts. So it talks about um, how we each play a role in the body of Christ, meaning as... As a church, but then more globally as... Followers of Jesus. Yeah, as a whole. Um, for as in the one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, 
are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. And I remember reading through that mm-hmm. as a 15-year-old, and I was part of a teaching team for that trip. Mm. And just thinking like, okay, well, today, you know, what I'm called to is... Um, the one who exhorts, you know, exhorting these children to, to know and love Jesus. And just like, okay, I'm going to do this with, uh, you know, like zeal, the one Mm. who leads with zeal Mm -hmm. and kind of, it helped inform me. Like you're not just doing the things to do the things, but you're doing it by the Holy spirit who is giving you zeal for this. Yeah. Whatever you're called to. I think, I think that is one of the things that kind of talking about Romans 12, um, it starts with, therefore, brothers... um, In view of God's mercy. In view of God's mercy. uh, Let's read it. I er, appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. One of the things that I love about Romans 12 that you just kind of highlighted in those verses you read a little later on is it speaks meaning into our everyday lives. It says, I appeal to you, and this is building on Romans you know, 1 through 11 is the amazing, basically, manifesto of our faith. And then here in chapter 12, we have this turn where he makes us appeal that our lives are an act of spiritual worship. Yeah. And so in that little passage talking about gifts, he says, in your teaching, I am, he's causing us to shift from what we're doing to what God is doing through us and and how the tasks that we do are sacred. And I think um, that's one of the reasons I've mentioned it over and over, and we've ended a couple of the podcasts um, with prayers from this little book that I have. It's over here beside me under the computer, but (laughs) it's a collection of prayers every moment holy. But it's a... has prayers for just mundane moments of the day. There's a prayer for changing diapers. There's a prayer for... And to explain what that means, because that sounds really weird. Yeah, so that's what I'm... I'm, I'm You're getting there? I'm leading into it. (laughs) So it's in these prayers, it expresses that the mundane tasks of everyday life are sacred in that... God has entrusted us with these bodies, with these homes, with the meals that we make and the children that we raise and the, yeah. the teaching that we do, the leading that we do, the serving that we do. And I think Romans 12 speaks into that. I appeal to you by the mercy of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, as, as, a, as if what I do today, no matter how mundane it is or how magnificent it is, yeah. It is a spiritual act of worship. 
And the Lord speaks meaning into that. And so I love that. I think that also steps in in my, you know, teen years, kind of early formation of, I guess, ultimately my philosophy of living life in a chronic illness body. Mm -hmm. Um, Really viewing each day, including the mundane or including the unpleasant, as part of my spiritual act of worship that it's not, you know, worship isn't just when I'm at church singing a song, but that it's in the every day that I can honor God. And I will always go back to the verses, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And, and that combined with, you know, this is your spiritual act of worship contribute to this mindset of even when I feel like I did nothing today, even when it felt like my days were full of just health stuff that felt meaningless, that it wasn't. That Mm. even in the mundane, the Lord is not only walking with us, but can be glorified in us, you know, doing these things as a spiritual act of worship. Yeah. And I mean, this kind of goes back to a few weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking about purpose and we talked about how it's this posture of our hearts, not necessarily the magnitude of our actions. Right. And as we posture our hearts in this mindset of in view of the mercy of God, I'm going to live for God in my everyday lives. And I I struggle with this because this morning I'm, I'm sitting at my computer, it's Monday morning and there's emails. I'm figuring out health insurance details. We're getting ready to switch insurance plans and I'm emailing people and I'm figuring out those details. And before I knew it, it was lunchtime. And I kind of felt like, well, that was a waste of the morning. And I think there's days and there's tasks that we have to do where it's going to feel like that. Right. But it's in those moments where I feel where I'm looking at it and I'm saying, oh, that was a waste. And I need to recalibrate my heart to this kind of mindset of Romans 12 that these things that I do that are part of my existence, part of having a human body, um, is to present those tasks to God as I'm going to do this with cheerfulness. I'm going to do it with the joy that I have in Jesus. I'm going to do it with the excellence that... um, God calls me to, and I'm, I'm going yeah. to um, take part in the tasks of everyday life with a mindset of Jesus is worthy of my time. He's worthy of my life. And so I'm going to do what I got to do. And in that, I think there's um, a lot of encouragement for us. There's a lot of heart recalibration that has to happen. Um, but going back to this reading and rereading, yeah, you well, want to yeah, say I'm going to add one more thing to that. Yeah. And everything that you just said, I think is probably the, uh, the reason why the author of that prayer book wrote that prayer book 
Mm. Because, you know, oftentimes we, maybe it's even like we're doing dishes and we aren't particularly happy about it. And it's like, if someone were to say like, okay, now pray while you're doing your dishes, you'd be like, I don't know. And, and I bet you like $10 that there's probably a prayer for doing dishes in that book. For sure. Yeah. And, and when you read it, it's like, oh, I never would have thought of that. But like, you know, it'll remind you of things like, Lord, we're thankful that we have dishes. Like, thank you for providing for us and that we ate food off of these dishes and thank you that you've given us able bodies that are able to do the dishes right now. You know, like it's reminding us of all the truths behind the monotony, if mm. that makes sense. For sure. But you wanted to say, go back to the, um, like listening and re-listening. Well, I, I think I, w- I wanted to tie in what we're talking about to this idea of reading and rereading. And one of the things Mary told me she wanted to talk about that on the podcast, and I thought that was interesting because one of the things I've been thinking a lot about recently is the rhythms of spirituality, of, um, you know, I I think, at least for me and my personality, it's more helpful to think of my spiritual life as um, rhythms that are rhythms of movement and um, of regular, um, like a beat. Like, you you know the, the background beat that keeps you um, starting at the right place in a song or um, singing at the right tempo. <laughs> the, the beat of that song is the rhythm, and and so there's rhythms of our spirituality that help us stay on on the track of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Like there's rhythms in our lives, and, and part of that is rhythms of prayer, rhythms of digging into God's word and, yeah. and reading and rereading and creating this rhythm where... Um, regardless of what uh, noises are happening around us, we have a rhythm that's louder yeah. that keeps us um, to the tune of God's grace, to yeah. the tune of his mercy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of rhythms, it's funny. It, it kind of actually like bothers me to read it in a different way version okay because in the original version that i had which is it was probably niv when i was in high school Uh this is esv um therefore brothers in view of god's mercy to offer yourselves as living as to offer your bodies as living sacrifice holy and pleasing which is this is your spiritual act of worship like the the slight wording differences it had been like written in my mind as a pattern. And so like when you read it in a different version, it's like, what? That happened once I was asked to read, I think it was Colossians one at church and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced in my Bible. And then I get there on Sunday morning. They're like, actually, can you read it in this version? And I'm like, funny. (laughs) That is funny. I totally messed up some things and that's, that's okay. I mean, that's totally fine. For sure. For sure. I was also going to add this this side caveat note that I'm probably going to yawn like 
maybe 30 times during this podcast. But I think totally as fine. we go on, I, my body's adjusting to a new medication, so I'm sleepy. But this fires me up, so I think I'll be more awake by the end. <laughs> well, I I think when, when Mary talked about reading and rereading, one of the uh, verses that came to mind is in 1 Timothy chapter 4, where Paul's writing to kind of um, his mentor E Timothy, and he says to him, command and teach these things, basically the good news about Jesus. And he says, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And then this is 1 Timothy 4 verse 13, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture to exhortation and to teaching. And and this idea of the public reading of scripture, I think some of us like depending on our church background, we might like read like, like a passage that the pastor is going to preach about on Sunday and that's the extent of what we know as public reading of scripture. But as we look at the history of the New Testament, most of these letters, like um, the letters to the churches, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, um, the letters to... um, So it's like to the church in Colossae. Yeah. And and these letters were were written in a day when um, it wasn't at that time that they were going to have a Bible that each person has this letter in, but it was a letter literally that someone would get up and read the entire thing to the church. And I think it's a helpful thing for us to sometimes, one of the things that's super helpful for me, especially some of these shorter letters in the New Testament to listen to them all at once mm-hmm. because we're it's so good to dig into little sections like Romans 12 or you know first Timothy 4 and look at these little elements and we're drawing out truth but sometimes we miss the big picture and um, early on in the pandemic um, I I was taking Ollie on walks and I, that was when I started listening to the Bible on my morning walk. And I, for, I think a week straight, I listened to the book of Colossians mm-hmm. every morning, the whole, the whole book. It was like the, the book of Colossians is the perfect time for, to walk our neighborhood. <laughs> and so, um, just to give an idea, is it about five minutes? No, it's, I think it's like 20 minutes. Oh, Okay. That's actually longer than I thought. I don't... I, I think I think it's like 20 minutes. Well, it depends I'm, on how quick you have it on times two, times Oh, three. no. I don't speed it up, and sometimes I pause it. And But listening to the book of Colossians as a whole, and it, it's a message about the supremacy and sufficiency of Jesus. And I remember every day just kind of like walking away with this overwhelming sense of Jesus is so great mm-hmm. and his grace is so near. And I and I think that that just resonated with my soul that, you know, when I, um, when you're reading section by section, you're like, 
okay, chapter one, Jesus is so great. And um, chapter two, he's so sufficient. Um, and then like chapters three and four, like I live differently because of it. Um, but as a whole, um, God was doing something in that to kind of shape and mold my heart. And so I guess that's my encouragement to you this week as we talk about reading and rereading and rhythms of the spiritual life. Listen to a whole book of the Bible. Sit down and read it. Um, I started listening to it in college. I forget if it was Ephesians or something. And I remember vacuuming my very first dorm room and listening and listening again and just really you know, at one point I would, the first time I listened to it, I picked up on something. And the second time I'd be, I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that the first time. And I'm vacuuming and I'm vacuuming. And I just love that. Or like when you're doing the dishes or something. Um, that's, that's our encouragement to you guys. That there are, number one, there are free re- resources where you can listen to it for free. Um, the version app is what I recommend. Yep. And you can switch it between New International Version or English Standard Version or whatever. Yeah, and there's um, all kinds of tools. Like uh, one thing that is sometimes helpful, the Bible kind of is formatted usually unlike other books. And so one of the resources that I find helpful is I've got a reader's Bible that takes out all of the verse numbers and it, it has the chapter numbers so you can find uh, where you are in the Bible. Um, but it's, it's amazing what taking out some of those verse numbers, which they were added after the Bible was written in order to help us find things and know where to turn in our Bibles. And so they're super helpful, but sometimes because of, um, those numbers, sometimes we look at it very analytically and break it up. Right. And sometimes when we take those verse numbers out, we start to see the flow of thought and some of this bigger movement. One of, um, I know Mary does this sometimes, and a huge help for me sometimes is to write out portions of scripture, um, just, just like we did in you know, grade school, when we were memorizing something or studying something, we'd have to write it out, um, write out your spelling words or whatever. And sometimes writing it out forces us to listen to it, to read it, to study it, to memorize it, to meditate on it. And, and I know people who like draw as well, and that helps them kind of internalize the truth of the tree planted by the water is thriving or whatever the verse is that you're reading. If you look at some of my sermon notes, I'll often print out, um, in my process of preparing a sermon, I'll print out the passage. I'll mark it up with all kinds of notes and you'll find pictures in the margins because that's part of how my brain thinks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I'm thankful you brought up this idea of reading and rereading and how, Romans 12 has been one of those passages in your life. Um, I think as we wrap up this podcast, I I think it's important to say why reading and rereading is so important. And Paul says it in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Um, He says this about God's word. Um, 
three. Yeah, he says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training on righteousness, that the man of God, that the woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This word is God's word to you.